welcome to the Fail Fast Podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest who was the CSO of a $100 billion company. He's a subject matter expert in chemical, pharma, biotech manufacturing, finance, bioenergy, nanotechnology, machine learning, and big data. We have with us today, Srinivas. How's it going? Fine, thank you. Thank you, friend. And fine, uh, good morning, a good day to all of you listening to the podcast. What an amazing resume you have. You've been, you've worked with uh, Tata Group and you've been uh, CSO, you've been CEO of some really big companies like the uh, Renmatics. You were the founder, CEO as well. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Right. So I'm, I'm a PhD in chemical engineering and a CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst. I have about 25 years experience in chemical, bioenergy, and in AI, machine learning. I have about 25 plus worldwide patents and 20 more pending. And basically, I've been in five startups, uh, apart from my stints in corporate world. And uh, one startup, uh, two of them went to US IPO, where one I was the chief technology officer, one I was the chief advisor. Uh, two got acquired and one didn't go well. And so I've seen the good, bad, and the ugly side of startup world. And um, and basically, I was also, as Quinn uh, rightly said, uh, chief scientific officer of Tata Group. And I was also the chief executive officer of Reliance Industries. Reliance Industries is the other $100 million company, $100 billion company of India, the second pillar of, of the economy. So I was heading the bioenergy group of Reliance and science and knowledge management of Tata. Nice. Quite, that's really impressive. I know you had a few successful IPOs with over $100 million raised. Right. And um, one of them included a green shoe. Uh, do you want to explain for the ones that don't know, what, what does that mean? Right. So green shoe typically means uh, that it was, the, the offering was oversubscribed many times. So, uh, so basically, the demand was, was far more than the supply of, of, of the securities offered. So, so SEC allows a certain percentage of the excess money to be allocated automatically and excess shares to be given. And this process is called the green shoe, which means that you basically, let's say you, you, you're allocated 2 million shares, that 4 million shares are subscribed to, then 8, 10%, 20%, depending upon what the SEC allows, you can automatically um, allocate uh, without having to go for a new SEC uh, ruling or, or a prospect and so on. That's a green show. Oh, okay. It, it typically means that your your paper was in high demand. Your your, your offering was in high demand. That's yes. And is that the one that you got investments um, from some big people like Bill Gates, John Doe, or Bill Joy? Was that it? No, the one before that. Wonderful. So the, the one with the Bill Gates, Bill Joy, that got acquired by a consortium of big chemical companies. So that that so I I took an exit in 2012. So that was big things, really. Bill John, John Dover, if you're aware of, is, is uh, you know or the first investors of Google, uh, Amazon, Intel, and so on. And Bill Joy was the founder of Sun and Bill Gates. Everybody knows. So yeah, they're all big investors of my company. Yes. So that all seems, I guess, all seems very good. But there had to have been some failures along the way. Is there one in particular that you want to talk about? Right. So the one I would like to talk about is my 
Uh, the company, I, the failure, I would call it relatively, it's relatively failure is Delato, a company I founded in 2000 to, to, to do export systems for engineering. The whole idea was to make engineering simple, fast, easy. And uh, because engineering takes a long time. And the technology was very successful for so that time, was ahead of its time. Uh, the good news was that I actually got an offer from a subsidiary of Coca-Cola for acquisition or incubation. I, I forget which one was that. But it was six days before September 11, 2001, and nobody knew what would happen, so I said no. Uh, and six days later, September 11 happened. The next two years, we all know nothing happened much in, in, in the US or the world. And and startups can't survive that long a period without funding, without sales. So I was basically forced to fire sell um, company to a company in India. So the lesson I learned from that was, was that, look, you can't wait uh, for the most perfect exit. Sometimes opportunities come to you and you take it and, and get out and then, and then restart rather than lose the whole game altogether. So that was a big lesson learned. And, and my subsequent companies, I actually took it pretty seriously what I learned from, from Delato. And in fact, the reason why I keep my personal email uh, still Delato2000 at yahoo.com is to always remind me of, of that one thing which didn't click well because you, know, you, you, you get a lot of successes and, and you forget the failures and sometimes that can haunt you. So it's always good to be uh, put your feet on the ground and make sure that you're grounded and, and you, you take both success and failure in the same stride. Yes, that's very good. And never forget your your yeah. big failures. The question that I have for you, I've seen that you have, uh, you said, over 20 patents. Uh, all of these patents are in your own name or company names? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they're all my name allocated to the companies or respective companies I've worked for. Uh, seeing that you also have a patent on cement, is that for cement in general or what does it specify? Yeah, so basically this is a very interesting technology. So this cement, uh, so you know, cement is made uh, at 1,500 degrees centigrade in a huge kiln. So I was able to generate a technology using nanotechnology, this is very fast, a technology to make cement at what should be 200 degrees centigrade, 1,200 degrees lower temperature without a kiln. So when I actually told this uh, to uh, our senior vice president at Holsim, which is the world's biggest cement company, they thought I was drunk. And, and they actually, down from the chair. It must be crazy. Nobody could make a better kill. And uh, three years later, they actually invested in the same company and took over the technology. So basically, from being total skeptics, they became to, to, to investors and, uh, and acquirers. So, so the, the technology is based on nanotechnology. It actually produces cement in virtually less than a minute uh, instantaneously at a fraction of temperature energy. And I'm not sure if many, many of the viewers or, or, or the listeners know that cement plants are the second most polluting uh, plants in the world after, after coal, power, coal power, power projects. And cement produces 6% of the world's greenhouse gases. So, so a substantial reduction in that would actually make a lot of difference to the greenhouse gases, though our current president may differ from, but, but there is definitely a connection between greenhouse gases and global warming. That is that's incredible. And it looks like since then, now you've, you've diversified and you founded and you are now the CEO of a brand new company or brand new that I guess you started in the last four years. Yeah, three years, yeah, three to four years, right. 
And that's Dixology. DXI logic, yeah, or Dixology, yeah. DXI. It's more like DXI logic, right? So okay. science of DXI. So it's like geology, it's the science of science of DXI. So DXI stands for Digital Experience Index, and Logi stands for science of that. So what is this, uh, what is DXI then, the, the Digital Experience Index? Right. So DXI stands for a, a, a proprietary algorithm, which I and my partner, David Das co-invented, which can actually measure and quantify, the most important part is quantify the subjective behavior of every visitor on a website or a mobile app or a social media. So, so if you go to a website, every person has a different level of engagement, different experience. Some people like it, some don't like it, some buy, some don't buy, some, some see different things, some search, some, some leave, uh, some curse, some, some, some overjoyed. So basically, there were only two ways of finding out that before DXI. One was through a survey. Uh, we always had a 4C survey or something, and most people don't do the survey. And whoever fills the survey fills it because of certain, they don't like the thing or they love it, it's pretty skewed. The second method was using things like Google Analytics or something and trying to understand 50 metrics, 100 metrics, all and humanly try to dissect, bisect, and segment and see who does what and, and try to make a head or tail. What we have done is taken this art into a science and into mathematics and actually can take on all these 50 or 100 variables uh, which represent an engagement, like time on page, number of times visited, is it a new visitor or old visitor, what did you search, how many times you search, what did you exit, how long you were there, all of that. And we attach dynamic weights based on your each engagement. So weights are attached dynamically to each variable. And by some magic algorithm which we invented, it all converges to one number between zero to 100. So basically, higher the, higher the score, more is the engagement you had on the website. Now, what's the premise? Why, why is it useful? Okay, great. So I know that a lot of people have a, my overall engagement is 30, but a thousand people, uh, a hundred of them had a score of about 50 and so on. So what does it do for me? That's the first question you were asked. So, okay, we, we get a score of it. So our attempt was then to see if there was a correlation between this score and something that is tangible to the business. So, for example, the e-commerce world is conversion rate, which means the number of visitors who come to a website, how many actually converted to become buyer? Okay. So, typically, if you don't in e-commerce, worldwide average is 1.5%. That's only 15 or 1,000 buy. So, what was the 985 doing? So, why did the 15 buy? Why did the 985 not buy? How can I make the 985 buy? Is what is the holy grail? If people can get 50 more of those 985 to buy, you double your sales, right? That's simple mathematics. And everybody is trying to do that. So we are trying to do it very differently by saying, oh, okay, the reason why only 15 purchases is because the DXI score is only 20 or 100 for all visitors. If you want 30 to buy, the score has to go to 30 or 35. And here's how. Here are 10 things you need to do using machine learning and AI to take a score from 20 to 30, which means more people are engaged. When more people are engaged, there's a greater propensity to buy. And if there's a greater propensity to buy, more likelihood of buying, and it results in sales, and results in profit. The other advantage is that by knowing those people who are high DXI and targeting them, if you have 1,000 visitors, 
All you want are 15 more to buy, let's say. So why target all the 985 costs a lot of money, right? Instead of that, target only those 100 who have a high DXI. You have a higher probability of succeeding because you're targeting according to their needs. Two, your lower cost. And three, because they're already high DXI, which means they're highly engaged, they, they're not looking for discounts. If they're looking for discounts, it's a different thing. They probably may be looking for something else, like information. They want to know what shoe I should wear for running versus walking. So they're looking for information. And if that information is provided, maybe they'll buy with without a discount or a small discount. And we actually found in the company that 33% increase happened to DXI in conversions. There was a 33% increase in sales and a 50% increase in profitability because the discounts were dropped substantially. So there was a, there was a top line and a bottom line increase from DXI, um, and there's a direct correlation between DXI and say conversion. That's how it works. Does that mean that if I'm having my e-commerce website right now with a let's say a two percent conversion rate? by including this system, will it automatically increase my conversion rates or is this just gonna measure them for me? No, initially it will measure, it will give you an estimate of what is the correlation. It gives you a correlation between DXI and conversions and sees whether there is a, a trend between higher DXI and higher conversions. So if you have thousand visitors, it'll say, it'll, 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 it'll rank them by, let's say the highest DXI visitor was 75, lowest was 5, and the average was 30 for, for everybody. It, it, it'll do 75, 65, 55, and put them in 10 percentile buckets, and it'll start searching, okay, so the, 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 the people who were 65 to 75 had a 6% conversion rate. The people who were 45 to 55 had 3% conversion rate. The people who had 25 to 35 had 1%, and less than 25 at 0, and the overall was 2%. Okay? So it'll, it'll put a curve. Next, it will, once, once the correlation is successfully positive, as, as we see, then you have a measure of its, you have, you have what's called a surrogate for conversion. Because conversion is after the fact. It's after the fact, even has happened. So you already finished, you can't change it, now it's only post-mortem. But having a surrogate in advance means you can actually influence the visitors while they are there so that you can increase conversions without, without losing them or leaving the website. So that's what DXI enables. So now, in order to do that, it will suggest five or ten insights or recommendations which need to be carried out by the, it's not magic, there's a science behind it. So then uh, a digital marketer or a marketing group will have to figure out, okay, these five pages, these five goals, these five tasks are most critical. Okay, how, what do I do to make the experience better? They may have to do A-B testing or whatever to do on those content so that people are more engaged and they go towards conversions. So is this uh, the DXI, the Digital Experience Index, is it completely unique? Yes, so far we have not seen anybody who has a DXI. And it's going to give me the best examples of things I can do to improve the experience of people on my e-commerce site. Right. Uh, all this is, of course, mathematical. Right. It is machine learning and, and AI, and in, but, but it's all on the back end. The mathematics and the AI are never seen by, by the user. Yeah. What comes out are basically uh, insights and recommendations. Uh, for example, these five pages are critical. These goals are critical. For example, in a shoe store, we found that contact is a contact 
the store the store locator the amount of searches the depth of search were more important which means people were searching for a lot of information about the shoes shoes so the more easier to make you make the search process in your website more likely they'll find what they want to buy and more likely they'll buy that's that is sort of insight it gives and how is it going to work when i have it on my on my site am i going to get any information from it let's say yeah. if i have a repeat customer uh, i'm going to it's going to know that that is the same person or at yeah. least the same the same computer yeah. so there are two ways of doing it one is uh, my my if, if the person logs in uh, then it's automatically known because you have other ways to a cookie or ip address or so so, so yeah so that's so and and we also have a real time version of it however we use uh, our data sources by the way uh, we don't use any personal information so we don't violate any privacy laws we don't ask for any personal information we only look at the engagement we don't even know if you're a, you're a man or a woman or what we just look at your your, your id number 1 and you look at your details now basically uh, we we use what's called uh, data from google analytics adobe analytics or any of those for for ready made data so that means the data we whatever is supplied to us becomes the source of our our algorithms if the data is good our results are good if the data is bad it's, it's trash um we also have our own pixel which can be embedded onto your website to give real time recommendations now that's critical if you want real time recommendations then you have to use our pixel because to google analytics and everything is it's it's basically after the fact but it's still useful for large companies they they they, they really care for broad picture um but for small companies every visitor becomes important you have only have five five buyers in a day one more buyer is 20% more in conversion right yes. so but what for a company like AT&T or a large company like Amazon there are million buyers in a day one more buyer doesn't matter so so i think what they really care for is the macro perspective for small companies they care for micro and will this be something that would be used at a bigger scale for example like the uh, giant amazon or smaller it is is usable across the board uh, i'm sure amazon and walmart they have their own technologies but they don't have a dxi score and ours is integrated to salesforce or any or hubspot or any of those uh, automation tools so that you can automate automate marketing also and do you have any option or plan to uh let's say integrate that with uh, my facebook pixel so i can retarget them on facebook if needed well the answer is yes but we haven't done it we have by the way we are able to use um uh we are able to see the if your website has your your facebook page and you have a reactions and comments we can take that data and give you a social media index too so you you'll have a dxi you have smi If you have a mobile app, you can use mobile DXI. So you have three three levels. You can you can see. Oh, so my DXI score is high, but social media is low. It means that 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 my website is performing very well. But what's happening afterwards? It could be your delivery, it could be your quality, it could be your the competition, it could be your customer service, it could be your returns. All of that is sucks. So your social media index will give you an idea of what's going right or wrong. In addition to to DXI, we do all that. And now, how is this measured? The DXI, uh, for example, from site to site, will that uh, information on I don't know if it's an IP or, or so is we it? So we don't. We, at, at this point of time, we don't mix 
uh, we don't mix uh, two companies' information. So that's, 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 that's private. So they're all separate. So basically, we will know, for example, company A and company B is scores, there may be competition, there is suppliers, but, but, but the data is not, not much. At some point in the future, we, we have thoughts to compare, but, but right now, it is each company's, uh, at each site of the company, um, uh, has a separate ID. Okay, so basically the data captured from from my site is to use on my site only. Exactly. Okay, nice. And of course, something like that, it's, uh, is it going to cost a fortune no. to us users? So, no. So basically we have two levels of, uh, so, so we have two levels of subscriptions. So one level of subscription basically is called a gold, gold, gold package, which is simple machine learning and analytics, uh, and that costs only $650 per month. And basically, then it, it costs 65 cents for every 100 visitors per month for data fees. That means you have a large data. If you have a million data points, you pay more. If you have 1,000 data points, you pay less. And so, we, so, so basically, you pay, pay by use. That's, that's it. But we also have advanced machine learning, which is basically more like putting a data scientist in a box. Okay? And that's five grand a month. So, but still, it's much cheaper than having a data scientist who costs maybe quarter million a year. So it's still much cheaper. So it all depends upon what is the level of sophistication technology is required for your business. Most small and medium business can get away with $1,000 a month. And large companies will pay about three, four times more than that. Okay. And when it comes to uh, conversion rates, you, of course, you've been doing all the testing and measurements. What is an average uh, increase that I would see on, on a normal site? I think you could, I, I would be conservative that a 25% is very realistic. Okay. Uh, I, I would not go and say 100% or 200%. It's possible, uh, but it's not going to happen in one step. It's going to be incremental. So you got to go with a 25% say, right now, if you are at 2%, can I be at two and a half percent? That's the first first goal. And then from there, can I go to three percent? So you can't say, oh, I want a two percent, I want to go five percent right now. That's like asking for the earth moon in the sky at the same time. Of course. And uh, why is the management, uh, the founding team of the XI so unique and capable of doing this? Well, I think we have a great team. Uh, so we have two phenomenal scientists, I mean with modesty uh, included me and uh, David Dodds, who have been the founders and, and who wrote the algorithm and who understand the, the machine learning part very well. And we have uh, a sales and marketing team of Justin, Josh, and Rita, who understand the science, who understand the customers and their needs very well. And it's, uh, it's basically a combination of E5 um, who, who bring this all together. And uh, we have a technology team which does the, the background work. So we believe we are very uniquely poised because we understand both the science and the art of e-commerce. And have you received uh, funding so far, or is it self-funded? Yeah, we have, we have raised over a million dollars in, in the funding. Uh, we are raising Series A right now. We're talking to different investors. We are interested. Um, we have we have been uh, basically been uh, um, uh, just received three three awards. Uh, CIO uh, Applications Magazine has, has named as a top twenty-five AI technology. Uh, CIO Review uh, Magazine has named as top twenty most promising technology. Uh, Silicon Review um, has named it as the top 50 most promising worldwide technology, and uh, Voyage Atlanta has named it as number one hidden gem of Atlanta. 
So we have been received rave reviews of the technology of the company in the last two months. All has happened in the last two months. Four of them. Four awards in the last two months. Yes, it seems like you're on on track to to have something really big here in, in your hands. Yeah, we hope so, and we think, uh, yeah, we are, we, are, we are hopeful. And as of right now, like we talked about earlier, it is unique, so there is no competition uh, around. Not exactly the same. There are, there are companies who do bits and pieces of this, similar, uh, but without a score, uh, yeah, it's not exactly the same. Have you secured any way to try to keep it unique? Yeah, so we have filed for a patent. Yeah, okay. Very good. It's a uh, uh, pending right now? Yeah. Very good. And now that this is really fantastic because I am a commerce person. I've been doing e-commerce since uh, 1997. So it is something really fascinating for me. Where can uh, where can people find this uh, this software? Is it completely ready right now? Yeah, it's completely ready. Uh, so please go to dxilogy.com and there's a way to have uh, basically get a demo and, and our sales team will immediately respond. And there's a way, and, and, we, and we could also give a guide um, uh, if, uh, as to how it can be used. And it's a SaaS as a service. It's, it's a, it's a, so it's a SaaS, so it requires no implementation, um, virtually all we need is read access on your Google Analytics uh, data. So uh, half an hour to an hour of, of effort at the most to get it running. Very good. So I'll put that on the show notes. It's DXI. L-O-T-Y. And you will get a way to find you. Srinivas, you're a book reader? Yes, very much so. What are some some of the best that have helped you throughout your life? Well, I've read quite a few books. I'm more of a fiction reader. I think I like reading a lot of books on John Grisham and I try to understand uh, the way he writes, uh, his thought process, um, uh, very much, um, uh, you know, there's uh, and bone series, you see these, and yeah, so I don't do a lot of non-fiction yet, don't have time for that yet, but, but it's, 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 yeah, but, but question books, it helps me to be very methodical in my thinking, uh, and, and make sure that you look at details, um, because, because everything lies to details. I don't like to use the word devil, but, 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 but it's, everything lies to details. And execution is key. Ideas can be great, but execution is key. It's more important to execute. Otherwise, it would have failed. Yes, sir. That is amazing. So, um, for people to find you besides DXology... Well, I have a LinkedIn profile. I think you can see me there. Uh, um, LinkedIn with Srinivas Kalambi, and it's pretty visible. And I have a Facebook and a Twitter account, too. So, uh, basically, Srinivas Kalambi Facebook, Srinivas Kalambi LinkedIn and Twitter uh, is... And or you can do a Google search of me, uh, and you probably find a lot of articles about about my um, past and, and what I've done. Yes, true enough. I've seen I've seen thousands of those when I was doing some research. Uh, that is really really impressive. So everybody, this is Srinivas Kalambi, and I want to thank you very much for your time. I know your time is very precious. So I appreciate it, and uh, I will be—I'll be one of your customers, and I will be checking out your software as soon as possible. Thank you, sir, and, and thanks all of all for listening, and have a wonderful best day.